It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall for the seventh straight time, this time losing to the Houston Rockets. However, they're done playing the Rockets for the year. It feels like every single day we're talking about the Thunder and Rockets playing, but this is Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the new platform on YouTube. And on today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder losing this game despite SGA's incredible night and despite Drake being in attendance tonight. All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Shopify, we will dive into the Oakland City Thunder. Tough loss to the Houston Rockets as the team collapsed in the final moments of this game despite... SGA dropping 39 points despite Drake being there for some reason and Trey Mann getting his first start because Josh Giddy missed this game due to the flu and so much more. The show against Brass by Shopify. It's the one platform that you need to start, run, and grow your business, uh, scaling your business in a journey of endless possibilities. So start now at Shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Game overview. What we always do is we're going to start here with Josh Giddy being out with the flu, as was Derek Favors out with the flu. Kenny Hustle out with an ankle injury. That trio is projected to be out tomorrow as well against the Memphis Grizzlies. So keep that in mind as we move forward. Mike Muscala was out tonight with an ankle injury. He was a late scratch in the last game on Monday with the same injury. It lingered into today. Unsure about his status for tomorrow. Vid Critchie and Gabriel Deck were both recalled this afternoon uh, due to these injuries, uh, but they did not play in this game. Uh, John uh, John Wall, Jalen Green, DJ Augustine, and Yusuan Gruba is out for the, for the Rockets. They also only saw nine minutes from Christian Wood and 13 from Kevin Porter Jr. The Thunder had a starting lineup of SGA, Ludor, and Trey Mann, who got the start in place of Josh Giddey, Darius Baisley, and Jeremiah Robinson-Earl. The Rockets started with Eric Gordon, Kevin Porter Jr., and Garrison Matthews, along with Jason Tate and Christian Wood. So how in the world did the Thunder lose this game? They dropped their seventh straight game, and things are not looking good right now uh, for this Thunder team in the win-loss column. Uh, Well, the Thunder had a 15-point lead in the second half, and they lost it. They lost it. The Thunder shot 47% from the floor. Houston, though, shot 50%. From the floor. And the big trouble comes whenever the Thunder shoot 25% from three and Houston shot 40% from beyond the arc. Houston made 86% of their free throws. 
Oklahoma City made 75% of their free throws. And as I've said all along the season, when they lose the fast break battle, they oftentimes lose the game. They lost that battle 7-4 to four in this one. Second chance points goes to OKC, 16-15. to 15. Points in the paint, OKC wins 62-50. to 50. OKC out-rebounded the Rockets by 2. They won the turnover battle by 5. Uh, this game was tied twice and three lead changes. The Thunder lose their seventh straight. With a quick turnaround, though, playing tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, just a... A hard game to swallow for the Thunder. Had this game right there to snap that losing streak, uh, but they're done with the Rockets for the year before the calendar truly gets into December. It's only December 2nd, and this team no longer plays the Rockets this year. Pretty weird kind of scheduling quirk there to play all four of them uh, before the break. Big things is that, number one, I mean Drake showed up to this game for, for some unknown reason. The world-renowned rapper and Canadian Drake was here and just was chilling courtside in OKC for a game between two of the worst teams in the Western Conference. I don't get it. I don't understand it. After the game, SGA and Lou Dort ran up to him and, and got a hug and, and chat with him for a little bit. Uh, and JRE and SGA confirmed postgame with us that it was random. Nobody knew he was showing up. Drake just randomly walked into the Paycom Center and took a seat courtside, did not give SGA a heads up, did not give Lou Dort a heads up, did not give... Jerry, a heads up. Nobody knew. Mark didn't know. Mark said there's no way that Drake knows him. But I don't know. Make of what you will. I mean, I know that there's uh, a contingent that thinks it's very cool and a contingent that thinks it's going to be like a tampering issue with the Raptors as he's a Raptor ambassador uh, for that organization. And, of course, trying to woo over the two Canadians to go north of the border. I I don't know. I, I think that it's interesting uh, I don't know how important it is, but it was really fun to see Drake show up to downtown Oklahoma City for a random December 1st game between two really bad teams that has nothing to do with Toronto and nothing to do with anything in general. Just kind of an unassuming game that Drake decides to pop into. Uh, he must have been on a board tonight, I guess. Uh, SJ, though, was the bigger story than Drake. He dropped 39 points. He he really had it going tonight. and he And he kind of sparked himself back up, starting out, with the mid-range is where he kind of did most of his damage at that elbow area and creating for himself in the mid-range. Had some nice, nice slithery finishes at the rim. Finished over like three guys at a time because the, the, the Rockets just had to try to collapse on him and cut him off on his drives. Shot 46% from the floor. Did go one of eight from three. Still not there from beyond the arc, but 46% from the floor, considering what he's been coming off of the last few weeks in these ref stretches, is really good. Uh, a career-high 26 shot attempts, a career-high 16 free throw attempts made 14 of them. He made some tough finishes. He was splitting the defense. He played a very special game tonight. Tonight was uh, another game where you got that that feeling, you know, watching him that, that he can be uh, someone who takes this franchise to the next level, somebody who takes his team to the next level, and somebody who can be an all-star and, and an all-star starting caliber player, moving up that pecking order as you get down and down the line. Now, he has to put this together consistently. He has to find a stroke from beyond the arc. But he did things tonight that stars do. And it, it's a shame the Thunder could not win this game uh, you know, with him, for him tonight. Uh, but it was really nice to see him back in the groove, especially in the mid-range and especially creating for himself and creating that offense. He made some incredible passes tonight and just was not rewarded. Two assists tonight, but that, that did not mean he didn't pass the ball well. He's passed the ball very well. It was a Josh Giddy type special for him in this game. I think that... With SGA, 
he was a point guard tonight. He tried his best to facilitate an offense. He tried his best to uh, get downhill and attack, and things just does, don't go your way whenever you're a young team and a team with, with this roster construction. As this team gets flushed out, gets uh, better players, gets improved, uh, things will look a lot better and a lot like this more often uh, for SGA and the rest of this team. I think that with SGA, I don't know if he's going to get the starting nod. I mean, I should say, I don't know if he's going to get the uh, all-star nod this year. Because he had a slow start, he had a rough patch. Whenever you're on a team like this, that's going to be dreadful, and it's going to be bottom three in the Western Conference, at, at the time of the All-Star break especially, you cannot afford that rough patch. You have to play a perfect game, a perfect season, up until the All-Star voting to truly get in. Now, I know that we're all going to rally around him, and we're all going to vote for him and try to push for him to get to that All-Star game, uh, but... Because of that stretch against Miami and against you know Brooklyn and, and, and that tough stretch, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it in a tough Western Conference. But in general, despite him possibly not being on the All-Star team, he's still playing with an All-Star player again tonight and hopefully moving forward. He's had those moments throughout this season. But again, it's just hard to get in whenever you have all those other factors working against you. Tonight for the Thunder was a true game of this team's very young, this team lacked depth, and they couldn't close out and play 48 full minutes. Now, the Rockets are very young. The Rockets lack depth, and the Rockets found a way to piece together 48 minutes. But the Rockets had their lulls in the first half. They had a strong close to the third quarter and a strong fourth quarter. And sometimes it's better to have your lulls early than late, and that's what happened tonight uh, whenever the Rockets and Thunder got together. Now, coming up, we still need to dive into Trey Mann's first start of his career. Lou Dort got back on track offensively. Jerry was very good, and then there's a ton of Baisley frustration with some Poku questions that need to be answered tonight. Uh, but first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Shopify. Shopify is incredible, folks. It really is. Uh, I love the sound of Shopify because it sounds like money. It sounds like increasing your business. It's the sound of another sale at Shopify. It's an all-in-one uh, commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you do not know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in a physical location using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying, so accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell anywhere, synchronizing online and in-person sales and effortlessly staying informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. So you will not want to miss this. I love Shopify. And it has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insight as you grow in detail reports from conversation and conversion rates, and profit margins, and beyond. So go to Shopify.com. That's Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial 
and get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today at Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Let's see right now also, we're good friends over at Truebill. Listen, folks, do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get a scam out of you. Do not let these greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that allows you to identify and stop paying for your subscriptions that you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions harder to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will connect your unwanted subscriptions in one tap and they're going to cancel them in one tap. And with Truebill, Concierge is the, their concierge is there whenever you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you do not have to. We all know that there are moments where you think and hear something and think, ah, oh, you know what, I'll go ahead and try that. I'll, I'll go ahead and try the old uh, subscription over here. I'll, I'll cancel it, be sure and diligent to cancel it whenever this trial runs out. But that trial can be a month long and you forget to cancel it. You, you bought some package to watch one sporting event then all of a sudden, now you're paying it for life. You don't want to do that. So help Truebill help you and let them cancel your unwanted services. Truebill's over 2 million users and helps them save $100 million. Do not fall uh, to subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Go right now to Truebill.com slash It can save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash NBA. We are back. On the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Thunder each and every morning. We are here for you every single day. Subscribe for free right across all platforms. Wednesday, we had our Reddit mailbag episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You guys enjoyed it very much. Tuesday, we had our Rockets recap episode. And then Monday, we recapped the Thunder weekend that was. Today, we're recapping the game against the Houston Rockets. And make sure you go check out Lockdown Sooners and Lockdown Pokes for your second lesson. You're probably a fan of either OU or OSU if you're listening to this podcast, and they both have important weeks ahead. For the Sooners, trying to hire a new football coach, and for the Pokes, of course, in the Big 12 title game with a chance to go to the college football playoffs. So make sure you go check them out. Do want to talk, though, about Trey Mann's first start. He was not overwhelmed. He looked very comfortable. Had some crafty finishes around the rim. He had this game starting out with a three. I mean, he just like was in it immediately. Four of 13 shooting, two for seven from three. None of these shots are truly forced. 11 points, two rebounds, and three turnovers. Now, I, I want to see how he builds on this. I can assume that he'll start tomorrow with Josh Giddy out again with the Falu that Mark kind of made official in his pregame comments. I, I want to see what happens from here for Trey Mann because he has the tools to be a really special score, and a really good score. And we'll see how he progresses game to game. It's a difficult assignment. You get thrown into your first start unexpectedly. Josh Giddy was not on the injury report until the mid-afternoon period. That does not mean that Trey Mann didn't know, but he was not on the official report until the mid-afternoon. You get thrust into your first start unexpectedly. You know, who could have who could have guessed that Giddy would have, you know, the flu. And then it's on the first night of back-to-back, and you're going to have to play again in less than you know, 24 hours after playing 32 minutes, a huge workload for you that you're not really used to in the NBA. And now you're playing again the next night. It's a tough assignment. It, it's a really tough assignment. So how does he go game to game? I don't want to kind of cast too much judgment on him uh, in these two games that he's going to start. Uh, but 
the offense looked really good for the first quarter, especially. Whenever those five guys were on the floor, the starting group, it was really, really good to see. And a lot of that was Trey Mann, a lot of those SGA. So they deserve a ton of credit there. But it was also Lou Dort. Lou Dort had a really good offensive game. 19 points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. Dort had some really encouraging rim finishes where he's shooting a career high right now at the rim. He's shooting it by eight percentage points coming into tonight. That will, that will improve tomorrow as these stats get updated. But at the rim, you know, he, he's having a career night. It's still not exactly where you want it to be, obviously, but it's getting better and better and better versus regressing, which it has so far in his career until this year, where he's kind of getting it back on track and getting it better than it ever has been. 36 minutes tonight, four of eight from three. His downtown shooting is stabilizing and is kind of showing uh, a great side of his game. I think that with Lou Dort, if he continues to play this way, He's obviously a starter in this league for a long, long time, even whenever this team wants to be a playoff caliber team and a championship caliber team. He, he will be a starter, a starting level player on those caliber of teams. Uh, but Jeremiah Robinson Earl, how can you not love this guy? He's so active. He's always on the glass. He's always moving. He's always rotating and relocating on both ends of the floor. JRE is a special find. Uh, simply put, get, getting that in the second round, that value in the second round is incredible. Now, again, I want to caution the fact to go overboard with this, right? But just in a vacuum, second round pick turns into someone who is going to be in your eight-man rotation come playoff time whenever this roster is fully loaded. Great value. Great return on investment. He's on a bargain contract for the start of his career. Great. Fantastic. Like, th- there's, there's nothing more that Sam Presley could have done in the second round than to get Jerry. And you guys know how much that I love Aaron Wiggins as well. I think that Aaron Wiggins was a, was a draft pick that got knocked out of the park as well at 55. I'm not sure that there's been very many picks in the 55 range that's been better than Aaron Wiggins so far in his career. Of course, Wiggins is a long ways to go. Uh, so we'll see how that all ends up after this, after his two-way contract's up. But in this game, Jerry, 12 points, four assists, nine rebounds, 55% from the floor. He was a really, really great role man to help out with SGA in that two-man game, and SGA found him multiple times in that pocket pass range. I, I think that with JRE, as long as he can become the, the type of shooter he was in Villanova, respectable, doesn't have to be elite, doesn't have to be incredible, but respectable. With his ability to finish at the rim and pop out and those pick and pops, it spaces the floor so much for an offense, especially a second unit, that even when your roster is where it wants to be and where you want it to be, will still need spacing. It's a great tool to have. It, it is going to benefit the Thunder long-term They've invested in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I know he's starting right now, but you have to imagine as of now moving forward that the plan will be to supplant him from the starting five because you're going to cash in on these draft picks at the top of the draft and you're going to and you're going to make these trades for these top talents. And it has to move somebody out. And if we're going to say that Lou Dort's in there, we're going to say that SGA's in there and Josh Giddy's in there, that's only two spots left. And so with Jerry sliding him down to play that small ball matchup based uh, position would be fun to see long-term for his game. And he can handle it. He can be very versatile in that way. But I, I love everything that we're seeing about Jeremiah Robinson Earl so far this year. It's exactly what you'd expect out of his Villanova tape. And again, if, if, as long as he stays as a respectable three-point shooter that you have to defend, or if you leave him open, he's going to punish you more often than not. He does wonders for this offense, both this year and in the future. Speaking of the offense, Ty Jerome. I mean, he, he steps up big offensively as another spark plug, as this team is lacking depth. This team is losing uh, four key pieces of their rotation, four guys who they depend on. They're losing them in this game. And Ty Jerome, 15 minutes, five to seven shooting, 11 points to, to keep you afloat uh, whenever you were struggling in that second half. Of course, it wasn't enough. Like the Thunder still didn't win this game, but 
it was not because of Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome played really, really well and helped you gain that spark back offensively and helped you in that area a great deal. Now, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts. It has you covered for all sports with more prop bets and odds and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march toward the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for sport action this season. So head over to the new updated website and mobile site and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. And you can use our code locked on to get that bonus at betonline.ag. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, and up to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the funniest and fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We are back on Locked on Thunder Podcast, on Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you. For your second listen, after you subscribe for free on all platforms uh, to Locked on Thunder and listen to it every single day, is Locked on Bets. I mentioned betonline.ag. Go, go over there right now, free account, and use the code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. But to make that money on Locked on Bets, go listen to Locked on Bets for making money on betonline.ag because Locked on Bets is a daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So they're on a hot streak right now. They're winning a ton of money over there each and every episode. So that means that you can be winning free money both with our promo code at betonline.ag and with the tips from Lee Sterling and your boy Q over there at Locked On Bets. So go over there and do that right now after this podcast is over. But have to talk about the Darius Basley conversation. It's frustrating. I understand every fan's frustration about Basley. 25 minutes tonight. He himself is visibly frustrated with himself, and I consume himself, visibly frustrated with himself, and just kind of looks disinterested at times on the floor because he's because after a few mistakes, he kind of checks out a little bit, it seems like. Four points, seven rebounds, an assist, a block, three steals in this game throughout those 25 minutes. And defenses just simply stopped defending him. They stopped guarding him in the fourth quarter. They did not put a player on him late in this game, collapsed and cut off SGA's drives, and made the entire offense stall, and that was your ball game. He becomes unplayable in these late-game stretches in the fourth quarter, uh, and he's in there for his defense, and the Rockets in the fourth quarter explode for 41 points. So I, I totally get the frustration. I totally get you know, why fans are kind of upset on Twitter, and, and he's not playing the way that he wants to play. He's not playing the way that, uh, of course, the Thunder want him to play. 
it's just at, at some point you have to switch something up. And so, you know, that I've defended basically since I took over this podcast before the bubble and, and after the bubble and this entire season I've defended basically. I still think, and I still believe that Baisley has potential. Baisley has upside. Baisley can be a truly good player in the NBA. But at some point, when you continue to get thrown out there night in, night out, and continue to fail night in, night out, at some point you have to get a reset. You have to hit the reset button and just, you know, kind of take a breath and, and, and kind of regroup your, yourself. And so maybe this long re- weekend off after this Memphis game will do him some good. But but so far. There's not been signs of improvement offensively. And his defense is really good this year, and it does deserve a lot of credit, as I've said this entire time. Uh, but when you're in there for defense and the Rockets are still scoring 41 points in a quarter, why close with them at that point? Because the Rockets still had their way offensively, and the Thunder were harmed tremendously offensively in their own right. So why close with Poku in that sense? I still think that Poku should start. I still think that the Thunder are doing the right thing by investing in him and by uh, continuing to uh, continuing to believe in him and continuing to want to start him and give him time and grow his game because he can be someone that's very good in the NBA. But in this specific instance, whenever you had this game and all you had to do is make some different adjustments down the line, I know the season's not about winning. I know the season's not about X's and O's. It's not about uh, coming with victories. But this was a, a win that could really have boosted morale in, in terms of what happened whenever you blow a 15-point lead. No matter what the goals are of the season, blowing a 15-point lead is going to hurt. Uh, the locker room for a day or for an hour or for 15 minutes, whatever it ends up being still. I'm not sure why you don't close this game with Pokashevsky who played really good tonight or with anybody else. Now, again, the Thunder were down depth wise. And maybe if they had Kenny hustle, maybe if they had Mike Muscala, maybe if they had a Derek favors, they wouldn't have closed this game with Darius Basley. But it's a shame that it's gotten to a point where teams just are disrespecting Basley, not defending him whatsoever. And he cannot make hit them pay. He cannot make up for it. Uh, and I still believe in building block Baisley, but it's it's frustrating and kind of undefensible right now. I mean, there's nothing you can say about Baisley's game besides his defense that's that's incredibly positive. And his defense tonight in the later stages, like everyone else's, was not great. And Roby plays in this game, 14 minutes, 40% from the floor, six points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal and three blocks in this game as well. Roby played nice. But again, going back to Pokoshevsky, now, now, Mark has admitted that he's coached Pokushevsky incredibly hard and that he's been incredibly hard on Pokushevsky more than other players, and he only plays eight minutes tonight. And as far as Poku standards go, and, and of course, as far as standards of any NBA player goes, Pokushevsky was under control tonight. Uh, he played a nice game. He, he shot two of four from the floor, two rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, four points, all in eight minutes of basketball. And even without Josh Giddy. Even without Derek Favors, even without Kenny Hustle, even without Mike Muscala, Pokashevsky found eight minutes of action while playing particularly well. While teams are willingly not guarding Darius Baisley, who played 25 minutes. It just doesn't make sense, the rotation in this game specifically. Uh, and the rotation that missed four key pieces of it, two of your better rotational players, two of your better players in general this year, and consistent players have been Kenny Hustle and Mike Muscala. They were gone. Josh Giddy, who's gotten a bulk of the minutes, is gone. Derek Favors has bounced in and out of that string group and uh, is still important, but has fluctuated in that rotation, I'll admit, was gone. And Pogoskevs gets eight minutes. Maldon gets seven. 
Dak and, and Vic Critchie don't even play at all. That's kind of where you're at. And, and there's rumors swirling that Dak's not going to be in Oklahoma City for very much longer, which makes sense because the signing of him never made sense at all. That's where you're at. Today was a uh, frustrating loss, but again, with, with the reverse standings and the tanking, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but the, I, I understand some frustration about the Darius Baisley thing in this instance. I think that Baisley in general uh, has gotten a bad rap and has gotten kind of uh, criticized too much. They kind of overcorrected on that. Uh, but tonight, uh, frustration is surely more unmarked than Darius Baisley, who I've also said is the best coach in the Thunder in Thunder history. Everybody has kind of some decisions that you can quibble with a little bit it doesn't matter wins and losses don't matter at all this year it, it, in fact losses kind of help more especially against the rockets but nonetheless better the day thunder minus three did not hit Moneyball pick was lou dort that did hit lou dort led the team in three pointers made mvp of this game was sga and again the thunder played tonight against the memphis grizzlies to wrap up uh, the week let me know what you think on twitter at ryland underscore styles or in the comment section down below about Darius Baisley and Pokashevsky in that closing lineup. Let me know what you think about the Memphis game. Can they get a quick turnaround and snap this losing streak, or will it continue, and how long will this continue? And where do you think the Thunder will end the year standings-wise? All that needs to be told to me from you on Twitter, the email, in comment section down below. However you choose to get that info to me, do it. We'll see you tomorrow after the Grizzlies game. It's Locked on Thunder. The Locked on Thunder podcast. Your teams every single day. Thunder basketball every single day for free on all platforms. Subscribe for free anywhere you get podcasts from. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.